0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Despite what their moms told them,
1: they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these
2: days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. Really a
1: um, disloyal person. This, this, is this is the CUSE Militia. Now, those two unapologetically biased orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit
3: thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. On the- Go there, join the militia. Thanks for tuning in, hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. Duke completes the sweep against Syracuse for this year in front of a massive crowd in the Dome, 97-72. to 72. Student section alone, a record-breaking 8,335 strong. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you and fan feedback in the orange. Take to the road for the last time in the regular season. They're going to take on UNC tomorrow night at 7 in Chapel Hill, TV ESPN. We'll let you know what we think about that. So, Coach K's last meeting in the Dome between him and Coach Beheim, And wish the game was a little bit closer. Not going to lie about what I expected. I feel like... um, If anything, we're obviously in a worse position than we were the first time around, and although I was optimistic about the crowd, and them, you know, we all know the ability of the crowd to be a factor in in games, just were absolutely taken out of it right from the start, and it's just unfortunate. And if you listen to Coach Presser, and and we'll play a little bit of that, but... Uh, it was unfortunate. Uh, I, you know, little ceremony for Coach K. Yep. Got got a picture of him and Coach, and then the scholarship in his honor uh, that Syracuse will be will be given away. So, um, pretty cool, pretty original idea. And yep. we were all curious to see what was going to be presented to him, as everybody's, you know, as everybody's doing when they when when he comes to play them for the last time, and. Um, you know, a legacy, an end of an era for coach K and, um, love or hate Duke, mostly hate, obviously respect him as a coach, being good friends with our coach for all those times, all these years and, you know, the, the USA championships and all that. I mean, just, there's a yeah. lot there. And obviously, uh, like I said, at, you just wish the game was closer. And uh, oh, yeah. it, it just and it just wasn't. So
4: yeah. I mean it was classy. Yeah, you know, well, we paid him respect. The Fans were classy, like you said. I think we give give him a unique gift that's going to be there for you know most likely long until he's gone. So and it has something to do with you know the military and you know everything like that because you know Coach K was involved with that. So overall, I like that part of it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway. That's it for that. So it wasn't, it was real. It was, it was not fun. It mm. wasn't real fun. It was not fun. Mm. Mm. Uh, and like I said, you know, 14 0 start to start the game, got everybody standing up, clapping, looking like they're all going to um, pass out. And <laughs> I think they had to stand for almost six minutes. So uh, we'll get into all of that. But first, let's listen to what coach had to say after the game.
2: At the end of the day, there's nothing we can do with our two big guys. Um, we tried to come back in, and then they're going to get the threes, and you know they all made them. You know, it's uh, Ben Carroll's been shooting 29%. We're going to give him a little room on the perimeter. You know, he made his first three. Uh, you know, Roaches has not made them uh, as much. He got his first couple in there and we really started out the game trying to think about Griffin and we didn't we didn't do a good job looking for him he was the guy we wanted to contain but Frank was told that he's going to stay back and for whatever reason he decided to come up and they're going to get the dunks in that situation um, I don't I don't know what I don't know what he was thinking he's young you know, big crowd, big game. Maybe he just couldn't handle it. But you, you just can't come up and give that play. And, you know, we talked about it. We had two days, so we had enough time to get ready. And uh, we just didn't handle it. I have said from the beginning, I talked to Cole at the beginning of the year. He said he wanted to play here one year. I talked to Jimmy at the beginning of the year. He said he wanted to play here one year. I talked to Buddy numerous times. He said he wanted to finish this year. That's how we've recruited. That's what we've told everybody. And that's what's going to happen. Nothing has changed. Nobody has told me anything differently. And that's why we're trying to bring in six guys or seven. Do you plan on returning next year? Whoever said I wasn't no you you don't need this it's been asked and answered twenty six thousand times every press conference i gave in the beginning of the year is i have no intentions of not coaching i've said it 30 times because we're having a bad year you want me to quit i don't quit because we're having a bad year so i told every recruit we have a pretty good recruit in here today i told every one of them i'll be coaching next year so I don't know what you need me to do or say. I mean, I, I guess, I guess, kind of like Frank, you don't get it. <laughs> you know, the one thing I will say, and you know, I don't make excuses, but Jesse's a difference maker for this team. Period. We wouldn't have won the four in a row we won, three in a row we, before he got hurt, if it wasn't for him. And uh, you know, it's a, it's just been too hard to overcome. Frank isn't ready, Barama's trying with everything he can. He, he did as much as he can do, but he just isn't, he's, he's not even 50% of what he was. But, you know, we, may, we wouldn't have won this game maybe, or maybe Notre Dame, maybe, a couple other games, maybe with Jesse, but we're just not deep enough or talent enough to, to lose him. The students have been fabulous our fans have been great the fans that have come obviously it's tough some people just don't want to come and I understand that our fans have been unbelievable I'm so disappointed that we would play this way uh, when so many kids students came out so many fans came out it's uh, just terrible the most disappointing thing of the year that we would do that Uh, But the fans have been good all year that have come. They've been here. They've been loud. They've been noisy. They've tried everything they can to help us. Our fans have always been good, and they are great this year. The students were fabulous.
0: Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes.
2: There really is no place like home.
0: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
5: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Update on Sunday.
2: He's hurt. I doubt I'll feel you for a while. Okay, thanks.
3: Alright, the Coach Montage is brought to us first by Athletic Greens. Tons of people take a multivitamin and it's important to choose one that is top quality with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help you start off your day right. This special blend of ingredients is uh, here for you to help support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapted to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it only costs less than $3 a day. AthleticGreens.com/sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Colorcast. Colorcast is a live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and use. Talk to us, other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. Uh, perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Uh, you can always find us in the green room. During shows, but this is going to be something we'll try out uh, live, but not during the podcast. Something separate. So, all you need to do is download the Colorcast app for free in the iOS or Android source, create a profile, link your Twitter account, and join the league or group. Follow us at QS Militia as we can be found everywhere to notify uh, and, and sign up for notifications when our room goes live. Colorcast and Athletic Greens. Thank you. Talk to you in. About 20 minutes. All right, look. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's start right at the top of this thing, Joe, as we always do. Um, Duke shot lights out, and especially in the beginning of this game, and it was very difficult to overcome. 47% from three, 15 to 32, 60% from the four. They just could not miss in the beginning of this game. And like I said... A 14-0 start before Buddy hit a couple. And, you know, there was really, it was really pathetic looking. I mean, let's be honest, right? It was quite, it was quite pathetic looking, right? You, you don't expect that. To start the game like that, in front of a crowd like that, um, just was pathetic. It was frustrating to watch. Although, to be honest, I mean, some of you think I'm full of it, man, but I didn't even flinch. I didn't. I immediately saw the way the game was going, and I was just like, yeah, I mean, it just sucked. It was painful yeah. to watch, and it was, I just absorbed it. I just sat there and absorbed it. I, I didn't know what else to do. So I mean, there's nothing no, I could yeah. do from the couch, the, right?
4: The first time that we played them, they didn't even have Trevor Keels either, right? So you get another guy in there, and you look at their whole starting five, and it's legitimate NBA players or these guys that are going to get a chance to, to play there. Yeah, in, all five of them. Right, and and when you play against Duke, especially, you know, our team and, and you know, the um, the issues that our team has, and then you look at Duke, who's a legit, you know, national title contender, uh, you know, you need those guys. You need to get a little lucky. You need them to have kind of a bad day shooting anyway just to kind of give yourself a chance most days. Um, and when they came out like that, I mean, I remember looking at the first half. Some stat came on and said something that. You know, Duke was shooting seventy six percent, and then right when the stat went away, they hit a three, and I was just like, "Oh
3: shit!" I mean, they scored so, fifty one in the first half.
4: <clears throat> yeah, but at one point they were shooting seventy six, and it got down to fifty one. We ended the half. I mean, we ended on an 11-0 run just to get it to seventeen.
3: Yeah, and it so felt, it felt it felt good. Even even the very beginning of the second half felt okay. It just yeah,
4: it, it just, disappeared it's just, it's just, quite quickly. Well, it took too long for Buddy to get help and uh, us to figure out at least some type of lineup that gave us a chance. But either way, uh, I mean, they're, they're just too much with those two big guys, like what Jim behind said, with the amount of shooters that they have and the guys that can make passes. And, and then you get it to Benchero and, <coughs> and Williams down there. You know, uh, that's sneeze? that's tough to stop. That's that's tough to stop. And honestly, you know, without Jesse, that's real tough to stop.
3: Yeah. And, you know, uh, <laughs> Didn't get much help. We talk about, you know, Joe quietly had 18 points. You know, someone had to have something else happen because you got Jimmy Cole and Frank with a combined two points. uh, Those being Cole's and just totally ineffective, were they? And Mark Williams just tore it up. I mean, uh, Virginia Beach guy, I believe he went to Ocean Lakes High School. He was all the buzz uh, a couple years back and around here. And um, he's good. He's good, right? Uh but anyway, uh 28 points for him. Just there was just like coach coach said, Frank just he was told what to do and he wasn't doing it and he just got to learn, I don't know what else to say. They're just not good enough right now.
4: Right? Well, and that's the deal is is that it's hard to to gauge you against Duke when they're shooting like this because they do have a team that can move the ball around and get the shot that they want. I mean, they shot 35 or they made 35 shots and assisted on 26 of them. You know, so they were passing the ball around, getting it to the right guys um, that were open, and then they got their shots, and they didn't miss.
3: Right. Um, they let Griffin go in, in the beginning. He was supposed to be uh, a target to watch for, and you know, 20 points, I believe, for him. And you know, he did what he did to us pretty much last time. And yeah,
4: well, and that's what it is, is you can't do both, right? Right. I mean, yeah. Especially with this type of team that we have and some of the, the limitations that we have on defense. Um, if they're going to spread us out and they're going to shoot threes, I mean, like what Coach said, Banjero is coming into this game shooting 29% from the three-point line, and he made four out of seven, right? So, at the end of the day, um, they shot. They over-exceeded what they normally do with three-pointers, 15 to 32, uh, 47%. And... Um, you're not going to be able to stop anyone down low if you have to extend your defense to stop three-pointers, right? So you need them. We needed them to just not have a good day in the three-point um, category, and and kind of we knew we were going to be able to give some up because, you know, if you if you extend that and you give the ball to Banchero there at the free throw line with him and Williams, I mean, that's too easy. Alley-oops and, and that shot's too easy for Banchero. They'll kill us all day. We needed to be able to have to kind of squeeze in the middle and, and, and make it clogged in there, but we couldn't because of how good they were shooting the three-pointer. I mean, you're just not going to beat Duke. We're not going to beat Duke
3: when they're shooting like that. No, no, no. no. I mean, it's not even going to be close. And, you know, it's just it's just, it, it was as expected. But you always go into the games, remain optimistic. So uh, let's that's all I got on it. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just the athleticism. Gap between Duke and Syracuse is just too far to overcome strength, strength. Cy goes out early. Um, by the way, uh, we'll just hit that real quick. Uh, he's going to be out for a while. I think he got some stitches. Uh, he's in concussion protocol and, you know, it looked like it didn't look like much, but you know, what an odd angle to get hit in the head from like that behind. But, uh, you know, just hope he's all right. Hope he can go sooner than later. And, you know, with him out and then, you know, with Jesse obviously out. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just not – it's just just stacked against us. So, uh, Cole, Jimmy, and Buddy likely done, uh, according to Coach. And, you know, they re- like you heard Coach say, the most important thing here is that that's how they've recruited, okay, and – you know, obviously, telling these, these 2022 kids coming in, you know, exactly what their plans are and, and, and um, what their roles may be. So Cole likely going to try something, right? Buddy's probably likely headed for the NBA. And then you told me, Joe, when we talked yesterday, you think Jimmy's just going to pursue his degree, uh, by the way, we got, f- what, five hard commits according to 247 Sports. Chris Bunch, Justin Taylor, Cordier Copeland, uh, Malik Brown, and Peter Carey. So a um, lot of young talent coming in. Pretty damn good recruiting class. Had a, I wish I remember the guy's name, but had a recruit there the night of the game last night uh, as well. So uh, it, it's, it's an end of an era as far as Buddy goes. It's kind of sad. It's a little bittersweet you know you you wish you could have more coal too you also wish if you're like me and i'm sure joe would agree that you just it's it's a little bit sad how this whole thing's shaped out as far as syracuse's ability to get into the postseason and make a run right so hell we're, we're we're i'm just hoping that they finish above 500 at this point so
4: yeah that's where i'm at
3: right so I mean like I said end end of an era Uh, we got to watch Buddy as a kid if you're as old as Joe and I you got to watch Buddy as a kid running around and then you got to watch his you know four year career uh, a a career that was plagued by one year looked pretty damn good was plagued by COVID and cut short uh, in two tournaments and one and a half tournaments I suppose and then just everything else on top of that, you know, this past year hasn't wasn't great, but it was better, right? And, right? and then last year was no fans, you know what I mean? They didn't get to play in front of any fans. And it's just like, what a strange four years it was with Buddy there. But at the end of the day, I just wish it would have finished a little better than what it's projected to finish. And it's not to say nothing good can come of it for the rest of the remainder of the season, but... You know where we're at now, and the probability of where we're going to be is is reality, right, Joe?
4: Yeah, I mean the would the shoulda, coulda wouldas are, are going to be there, right? And you know it took a little while to to figure out what you know how we could play with with each other and Jesse's uh, capabilities, and then once he figured that out, we started to look good, and then he got hurt, and then we get the stretch of games where. I mean, we're playing some of the tougher teams. We're playing with five games in like 10 days or something like that. And, I mean, you just you saw Cole only got 14 minutes. I saw something around his knee yesterday. You wondered if something's going on with that. Uh, you know, Stadibi is, you know, he's still trying to get his legs under him with his knees and everything like that. So you can tell, I mean, although he did play a decent – I mean, he played decent yesterday on offense. Um, you know, he's just, he's just half a step slow. On, on making his, you know, rotations and playing defense and stuff like that. So um, as much as he helped us a little bit on the offense, he really didn't help that much down low still as far as on defense and rebounding and things like that. Um, and just overall, you know, you know, Samir gets hurt. I mean, we're just a battered team right now. And, um, you know, I, I just don't see a situation where <laughs> it's just going to turn around. I mean, statistically, the way you look at it, we're pretty much lined up to get an eight or a nine seed in the ACC tournament, which means we're playing Florida State first round, and then we play Duke the next day. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, any chance I mean, we, we, keep... we
3: We were having a bye, um, you know, mid-last week.
4: Well, and there's well, there's a first-day bye, but I'm just saying at the end of the day, like, we're in a situation where even if we wanted to make a run in the ACC and then hope that someone else could beat Duke and then maybe we could make a run— we're gonna have to be that team that beats Duke. So you know, shoulda, coulda, would you, you can even look at Colgate in 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 Georgetown at this point, who is six and twenty-two still. Um, and if you flip those, we're still a seventeen and twelve team, and you're still talking about having a little bit of life if you can get these next two games. Uh, but now, you know, with the battered, beaten up team without Jesse, if we get these next two games, it really doesn't look like it's gonna you know push the you know the meter that much as far as you know any tournament and. Um, then on top of that, you're just going to have to go on a huge run. I mean, to give you some perspective, right now, Virginia is looked at as, um, I think, like first four out, I think, is where they are. So And they're seventh in the – or I think sixth sixth in the ACC. Virginia Tech's right behind them. So um, there's a chance that we could get up to seventh if Virginia Tech loses to Louisville and Clemson, but – they're a, better team. they're a better team than those two, um, and they're trying to get in the tournament. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go run on that. So realistically, we have no, even if we win or lose, as long as Virginia Tech wins, we have no wiggle room to move any spots. So we're going to get stuck in an eight or a nine playing against Florida State with having to play
3: Duke again. If you win. If you win. If you win. You got to win, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's not great, you know, but we got two games left. UNC, and then they get, you know, what, five days off before they play Miami, right? They play Miami following Saturday, so is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me
4: wrong. I mean, this is still, these these games still matter. They're still going to come out and play because, I mean, I don't remember. There's never been a year, I don't believe, minus sanctions to be able to not play in the postseason pretty sure that Bayheim has always made either the ncaa tournament or the the nits right i don't i mean i don't know about his earliest earliest but from what i can remember in my lifetime that's how it's been from what i remember
3: too there was the one year the the first year the the, they they took themselves out of the postseason to try to lessen the blow from the ncaa 90s was there
4: there was a year in the nineties that they were sanctioned because um, of Conrad McCray and some type of recruiting thing. And then there was the other one when it came Christmas is uh, senior year. Um, and then other than that, we've either made the NIT or the NCAA tournament. So, I mean, it would be, I've been okay sometimes with, okay, they're just an NIT team. I can watch the tournament, still enjoy myself and still have these games on the side in this other tournament and hope that we win that. Right. Um, and I'm afraid that that might not happen. So these two games are very, very important
3: t- for that. Yeah, absolutely. What way to? I mean, right way.
4: now we're not even in the NITs, right? So I mean, if we <laughs> right. want to even make the NITs, we need to win these next two games. If you want to talk NCAA's, you got to beat Duke. I mean, you got to beat Florida State. You got to beat Duke. You got to win the next three. Then you got to beat Duke. Then you might be talking. Maybe. But maybe. But right yeah. now, I mean, I don't know if we're in the NITs.
3: Yeah, it's too hard for me to gauge because, I mean, it's not really something I've ever had to worry about. Are we going to make the NIT if we don't make the tournament, to your point?
4: Well, and the problem, too, with that is the NITs now, they they, they changed a rule to where if you win the regular season as a mid-major, if you come in first place, you're a one seed, then you go in your conference tournament and you don't win your tournament, then you automatically get a bid in the NITs. So usually the NITs aren't even like – it's not like it's the 32 of the next best teams – you get some conference champs in there that automatically get a bid into the NIT, you know, usually in if Colgate goes and runs the table and they get the one seed in the Patriot league, and then they lose in their tournament, they're automatically going to get a bid into the NIT. But in the other days it wouldn't happen like that. So that takes away from teams in the NIT too. And then if we start talking about the CBI and all these other weird, like, I don't even know, I don't know where we're going to go with that, but I just hope we get some type of postseason run.
3: Yeah, it's uh, these two next two games are very important. Of course, like we talked about, we're finishing the year with uh, number one, two, three, and four in the ACC, and we um, we're struggling, and we're we got injuries, and we're just not in a good position with the personnel to do what we need to do right now. Unfortunately, and uh, yeah. that's how it's laid out, and I guess that's why. I'm, you know, to my point about Buddy not coming back, I just, you know, it's just it's it's a little depressing. It's, uh, you can probably tell in my voice. So, uh, all right. Last thing, the crowd of the year, uh, largest largest uh, crowd for college basketball game all year belongs to. Those of you who went last night to the Carrier Dome, congratulations. Hats off to Otto's Army. What a showing for them, 8,335, and um, just an amazing, amazing, amazing scene, and we got to really, when you put it into perspective, it's been two about two years since we've seen the dome like that. It has not happened this year like that, obviously, and it did not happen at all last year, so it was an amazing sight to see, and it was another reason I was just a little bit upset with the performance. The fans, you know they mean you know they mean so much to that city and that team. It's always like I've mentioned before, growing up. We didn't have much growing up in Syracuse, as most of you listening to the show know. Uh, it is like ice fishing, football, basketball and then you know fishing without ice <laughs> that's what i did growing up the
4: state fish, fair
3: fish, state fair was not something i was like big on either though no. uh you'd be lucky to get me there once uh so apple picking yes you know give me a trip to the to beacon skiff and uh, you know so uh it's it's just it's just it's just Sad, but what a great what a great crowd! What a great um, student section and uh, whoever put all that together. I mean, did a fantastic job. Those kids yep. came out and they camped out and they were enthusiastic. And um, you know, they still made the the best of it. You know, at times during that game, it's tough. You know, getting really really excited when you're when you're coming back from thirty. Uh, that's a, <coughs> that's a long road to hoe. And uh, you know, it it was getting it was getting excited and exciting in there and everybody was enjoying themselves just it wasn't what we'd all like it to be so right. and you know what it happens it sucks it happens you, you 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 know pack it up move on and that's what these next two games are about see what they can do you know it was going we we said you know Notre Dame and Duke are going to be tough and My thought was our best shot to win in two out of the last four was North Carolina and Miami. And so here we are. it just so happens we had to go through the two losses first. And maybe, who knows, maybe they can pull these off and they can be in decent shape. If they pull those two off and at least get to face Duke, which would suck. (laughs) It would suck suck so bad, actually. But we'll see see what happens. Uh, But, you know, that would at least show something. It showed a, a sign of life, and you know if if has got some stitches and he's in concussion protocol, I don't think. I mean, there's a good chance we don't see him for these last two games of the regular season, but you know you could see him for the ACC tournament. So, um, you know, I mean, I guess yeah. that's I guess that's where we, you know, where I would put that on the timeline if I had to guess. So for Symer,
1: anyways, all right. So I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.
0: Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax-certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive. And start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax. The way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with sleeping dogs. A gripping murder mystery.
5: It's time.
3: It's time. It's time to hear from you.
5: It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house.
3: All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts on the game. Boy, it took a little bit last night for me to do it. I'm not going to lie. But I did it. I knew I was going to get stupid comments from people who don't realize I do it every game or whatever. But anyways, we did it. We got him. We'll talk about him here. I picked what I could, what I thought was the best, and uh, we'll get into that here in a second. But first... Again, let's hear from the good folks over at Athletic Greens. Tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that's top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system. Energy recovery focus and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one. One-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D in five free travel packs uh, with your purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports platform, free to download news, talk to us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time, perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you got to do is go to the ColorCast app. It's free in your iOS or Android stores. Download that thing, create a profile, link your Twitter account, join the league or group you want to join, follow us at Cuse Militia, and be notified when our room goes live, like I said, we will not be doing these during the podcast. But if we do some postseason stuff, uh, Joe and I will maybe stop in the the ColorCast app and do something there. Okay, and also, like at the beginning of football season, be perfect to uh, to do some ColorCast stuff when maybe some of the games aren't on regular TV or whatever. So we always get a little bit of that. All right let's hear from you. let's see what I got, Joe. Uh, it was There was plenty of comments, but it was kind of it just wasn't great. I, I got to be honest, I don't have a ton, okay. And with that said, let's start with Nate over on Facebook. Duke is that much better. It doesn't help that they shot really well. There is no substitute for size and strength on the glass quality minutes and contributions from Benny was the lone bright spot. Okay? I was hoping Joe was not going to mention Benny so we could talk about that here because there's not a ton of fan feedback to get into a conversation about. Joe, Benny, <coughs> man, with, with, a, with a freaking awesome game, an awesome game on a huge stage and my good lord, did Benny need a boost of confidence like this. In his 30 minutes, 14 points, six rebounds, and four for five from the foul line too, which is awesome and a good sign there. And I was so happy for this kid. Everybody, everybody that is a Cuse fan has been rooting for Benny to do something all year. And he comes out, and if someone told you they were going to do it, he was going to do it against Duke, you'd have been like, yeah, okay. (laughs) So, anyways, came through, played a great game. I mean, without, without him helping buddy and Joe, I mean, and and Brahma contributed 11 points, but without him helping buddy and Joe, I mean, this is a massacre. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it was a massacre anyway, but it was a massacre anyway.
4: And, you know, I kind of looked at it and Benny had six of his 14 points in the last four minutes, you know, I had another jumper at around nine minutes. So I mean, eight of his 14 minutes were the last 10 minutes of the game. Uh, So, I mean, obviously, you look at that in, you know, 30 minutes, I figured he'd have more than six rebounds. So it's not not necessarily that he played great, but he played better than what we have seen him play this year. Um, He definitely obviously gave a little bit of a boost, but. It was almost like a too little, too late type situation. and, oh, and <clears throat>
3: absolutely! Too little, too late in the game, and too little, too late in the year. But
4: but yeah, I mean, yeah. But he got thirty minutes, right? And I mean, CDB got twenty six, uh, Anselm twelve, Swider fourteen. That's why, like I said, I don't know if something happened to his knee or not. But um, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a positive one way or another. Uh, Benny's going to get more minutes. We're going to start. I mean, obviously, we know the legs are, are going. You know, this is just part of this whole part of this schedule that we knew was going to be just a a beast right and now just one day later now we got to go down to north carolina and deal with them, right so we're gonna have to get some fresh legs in there and and i'm glad that he he got to go in there and you know hopefully prove to himself um that he can compete and go out there because i think a lot of it is confidence
3: yeah well that's what i was saying yeah exactly yeah i mean it's a good confidence booster for him and um when you put things into perspective i feel like he played great I I mean, what did he score all year? I mean, four, was it fourteen points the whole no, year? I mean,
4: yes, you can say great compared to right. <laughs> well, right, but, I mean, but how but, hard we, is Duke playing the last four minutes? Right? I mean, I
3: I understand, but he was, you know, I mean, we're, you're talking, you're focused on the last four minutes, but he was in there for thirty. I I mean, and I get, I understand your point. Let's see, real quick. I'm just curious. The um, average is two points a game, so. Where is this? Where is this? Where is Benny? Where the hell is Benny at? Okay, all right. Um, he scored fifty six points this year. Uh, I mean, that's way more than I thought it was. So with that, with that fourteen, uh, but yeah, it's a good confidence booster. It gets him. It gets him the minutes that you know, under certain circumstances. I, I suppose the circumstances weren't great, but it gets him the minutes that he needed to be out there and and to. Um, get some experience. So with that said, it was good to see. I'm, I'm happy for the guy. Top fan, Nadal, on Facebook. Duke's smothering defense and lights-out shooting from Griffin put them up a four, uh, 14-0 lead that took the crowd out of it. I'm not sure why Griffin was allowed such time on the perimeter after the last Duke game. Uh, well, yeah. Right. I mean, you heard Coach. It was in his game plan. Or maybe I didn't play that part, but it was in his game plan. He said it in the in the presser and just lost him. So right. um, that had to be the game plan coming in, right? Yes, obviously, as I uh, just said. Side note the random presentations of awards to random people in an in inaudible band takes the life out of the dome during timeouts. Well, that's good to know. Uh, it's always awkward, the whole thing. No one's really paying attention. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I it's kind of like. Like he said, the inaudible band, you can barely hear stuff. Um, Top fan, our buddy Zach. Uh, Come on, give it up for Zach. There we go. Uh, We all know the negatives, therefore I won't harp on them. I really think there might be something there with the big lineup, though. It clearly affected Duke to a degree, although the same was... Too far gone. Uh, the game was too far gone by then. Joe is a great player and deserves to be on the court, just not at point guard. I really feel bad. John Bull can give us quality minutes. I really feel John Bull can give us quality minutes next year if he keeps working hard. I love seeing him and Benny come out there, come out of their shells to a degree today. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. This year just isn't the year. It's an optimistic little spin for next year. Yes. And I mean, we got some things to be excited about for next year. And obviously, Benny's won, John Bowl. Um, You look at Jesse's going to be, you know, Jesse's going to be back, and he's going to be hopefully. You know, it's a it's a risk, so I don't see an issue with with his his gameplay because of his injury. Yeah. Uh, and you know, he's going to come back and he's going to be. Well, he's got two years left, so he's going to be a monster eventually. And as if he wasn't a little bit already. So, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, it's just it's too bad we're sitting <laughs> we're sitting here having to reflect on next year uh, and and take out some of the positives for that right now at this point in the season. But it is what it is.
4: Yeah, well, so. we don't know. And he talked about getting six or maybe seven. And I think what's his name, Judah Mintz
3: yeah, that's was the, the guy one that, that was, was here. Yeah,
4: and it was so. I mean, and he's a top fifty player that decommitted, and um, is looking for another place. And you know, if he's at that game, you know, it's hard not to look and see that there's a big old gap in the guard position.
3: Yeah, so, and does it? I mean, I'm not trying you to be- know they're going to have
4: Samir and Joe next year, right? Right. But, do you really go from trying to make Joe a point guard or a scoring point guard the whole time to now Samir's the point guard and now this is now Joe's a shooting guard again? I mean, I don't I don't know which way you're gonna go. Obviously you know we're gonna have Benny and we're gonna have the the um, you know, if Frank stays, then he's gonna be a good backup to Jesse. So we'll have that whole part locked up. We're still gonna have to figure out a little bit better depth with the garden, obviously with the forwards as well, but we got five guys coming in with you to mince six. And I really wouldn't strap yourself to not be able to get a, you know, someone from the transfer portal. You know, you've seen some of these guys, um, some of these teams have, you know, like wake forest for instance is filled up on, I think they went and got five or maybe they had one last year and four this year and they're a legit team now. So, um, you wanna always I think keep a couple of spots open for that as well.
3: It's so. a lot of lot of lot more young guys to hit the floor next year. It's the one thing that worries me a little bit. And you know more athleticism, it, you know? Yeah. Bringing it, five it def- guys. It definitely I mean, is. Yeah.
4: You know, you throw five darts at a time, how many are you gonna stick?
3: I don't know, Joe. How many beers have I had?
4: I don't know.
3: That's it's a I'm the, just saying it's gotta be in the equation. I gotta I know.
4: Mean, I <laughs> It was a rhetorical question. I don't
3: I know Joe. Once again, Joe does not know how to have any fun with anything. <laughs> it's just it's like, why bother? Why bother trying? At I Mahirio mean, underscore ten the- on Twitter. Sad, inexcusable, and disgusting. I know Duke is Duke, but you cannot play like that, giving up easy stuff. Loved Benny though. I cannot wait for him to shine next year alongside Jesse. Buddy uh, did what he could uh, just tried to stay above 500 at this point. Yeah, Joe, like we were saying, that's kind of like my biggest fear right now, if I have a fear, I suppose, is just not having a winning season and coming this far in your career and not getting it. it well, I think it would be, it goes past, you know, it goes be, it it, it um, goes before Jim Beheim's tenure. So I think it was 52, I think it would be if this year, or, the, or we've had 52 up to this point. So this would be, 53 if they could do it. So you're talking over a half century of winning seasons. And, um, yeah, it's just a number thing, right? But it still means a lot, I think, to the program and to fans to stay, uh, to keep that streak going. Right. hmm. um, Sad, excuse, inexcusable, and disgusting. Yeah, I mean the, the beginning of that game was what killed us, and they just never they were just never going to recover um, from fourteen down, you know. And then what, Eventually, we're thirty down, and dude couldn't miss, and it was uh, it was quite the it was quite the show. So, um, what do you do? Uh, more Benny talk. Let's see what we got here uh, at. No, no Blanchard 44. Benny was the only positive, wondering where Swider was all game. Hope Torrance is okay. At this point, I just don't want to see Coach get his first losing season. Uh, might need a miracle, though. Yeah, like Joe said, I didn't notice it, but Joe did, and Swider had something on his knee. So, I mean, that's that. Torrance, we know now, probably going to be out for the rest of the regular season. Had to get some stitches. And- At least Monday. Yeah, at least Monday, at least, right. Yeah, because if you think about it, well, I mean, what it, stitches is what? That's like a 10-day 10, 10 process, right? You can play with stitches. Yeah, you can play with t- stitches, but it's— No, just
4: <laughs> cover it up. It's more the concussion protocol, and then when, when you come to that kind of stuff, when, when heads hit, man, sometimes some weird stuff happens, and you don't know if there's any type of fractures somewhere. Um, so uh, as long as he can pass concussion protocol, I can see him playing, but—
3: Well, that should be uh, already, already done and over with by now. What? Concussion protocol. Should it not? Yeah,
4: well but yeah, but if he has a concussion, then he's not gonna be able to play. Right. So. I understand that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh at Tony Staffieri, Duke had teenagers on the floor against that SU team. Remind me again how recruiting is in good shape. Well, I mean, we got a pretty damn good recruiting co- class coming in. So and it wasn't it wasn't a whole lot of recruiting issues. We had people leave and we had to go into the transfer portal and we had to put band aids on everything. So uh, yeah, I think that you could say, I mean, and the argument can be made and, and I wouldn't argue against it, that what the team that was put together for this year just b- wasn't good. It just wasn't good enough. And it wasn't what they needed to be successful in the system that Jim Beheim uses.
4: Well, and that goes back to recruiting, though, right? I mean, and that's my thing is, is that, you know, I'm I'm playing devil's advocate here as far as, you know, there's fans out there that are like, look, it's your job. To do this stuff, I don't want to hear that. Oh, we had a bunch of guys that can, you know there was clicks in the, the locker room wasn't together, so we had to kind of blow it up, right? A uh, fans going to look at that like you should have seen that coming. Like your coaches, your recruiters.
3: It's easier said than and done. I mean, it's easier said than done. Yeah, there, more, there was
4: more than more than ever nowadays. It's kind of like the attitude of these players and what they're thinking and what their main, you know the things that they're looking for the most for a school, right? And um, you kind of got to be able to read that stuff and and, and understand whether or not it's going to be able to gel and fit and stuff like that. So I understand this is like the the side of those fans that are like, look, it's his job. And they recruited some bad players that didn't fit in the locker room. They all transferred. And now this is the result of that. This season is the result of that.
3: This year is the result of that. Okay. But, I mean – through all of the sanctions and everything he did a pretty damn good job. We got one year. We got one year and everybody's heads are exploding over it. I get it, okay? And we got a good a decent class coming in next year. I don't know where it ranks, but it's a decent class coming in next year. It's one yeah. f-ing year.
4: I get one. it, but it's it's one of those things where these are this is where these fans are because obviously, you know, there's not all the fans aren't at the same levels and at the end of the day, they look at it like that happened, and now this happens to be the worst, you know, season that the Banehines had on record, and it happens to be the one where he's got both his sons playing on it. So like all of it comes to. And uh, I you said know, on I give I'll give him that, that. Roy Williams just retired. Mike Shostovsky just or Roy Williams and Mike Shostovsky just retired. Now everyone's like, it's time to go. It's time to go. You know, this experiment didn't work. This isn't that. I mean, I get it. I you mean, know? the experiment the experiment
3: are, didn't work, and I'll give I'll I'll give that to right. anybody who wants to point that out. I, I think that's a fair and not only fair, but legitimate criticism of what we've got going on this year. But we did, a lot of things have happened in the past two years. Yeah, in, in you're sports. absolutely right. And, you know, Syracuse, just not the not the vacation destination for most people when the transfer portal was filled and they had options to go anywhere they wanted. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and that yeah, was yeah, difficult. That. Do what?
4: You had the NIL in that,
3: exactly. Yes, and all that transpired last year, right? So, yes, it's a it's a it's a different type of recruiting process now. You got to sell these kids on much much more than just minutes on the court or a a a, a legacy coach in a in a in a well known program. It's right. way more than that now, and oh, you yeah. know what? The city of Syracuse isn't necessarily. Jumping out at people for the extra opportunities that they can go get somewhere else in bigger markets in in you know better schools. So, with that said, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, <laughs> so anyway, but I, I get the frustration and I get I understand the 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 everybody that's upset about the Sun's plan, but. It's just the one, really. And, and Jimmy has done pretty damn good, in my opinion. I feel like he's done pretty good. I wish he was better in other areas. And it took, the defense was awful for a really long time, and his free throws sucked for most of the year. But he did pretty damn good. I mean, they're both good players. And, in, and you can't say anything about Buddy. I mean, give me a break. No. This kid's averaging. What is Buddy averaging for the year? Points. He's averaging 19, 19 points a points. game. <laughs> You know,
4: on 38 it, minutes. Now you can't say anything about Buddy. And I think that Jimmy, I think he exceeded expectations. But then I think when he exceeded him, then people wanted more. And when he didn't do it, I think that's when people started getting on, you know.
3: And he's he just a, scored 27 a, the other day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's in a just, losing
4: effort, right? So, again, he's got some limitations. And I thought, you know, I, I remember in the beginning of the year, I thought that Benny was going to, you know, advance his game enough to the point where he was going to push either Cole or Jimmy out of the starting lineup because I thought that's what he was going to do and its dad just didn't come to fruition um so you know we got a lot more of buddy and or Jimmy and Cole than I think a lot of us thought and I think a lot of people thought Cole was going to be a lot better and so you know just one of those things but again there's fans out there that are like yeah well I mean it's unfortunate it stinks but you know it's cool that he gets to coach his sons, and then you know, let's see what happens next year, right? And then there's other fans that are like, I don't care, I don't want to hear excuses. I just want to see them make the tournament, so I can watch them in March Madness, you right?
3: Know? And I and I totally get all that. I really do, and I feel it. I mean, like I'm I'm I I'm with it. I mean, I feel it. I'm I'm in that boat, but I'm not gonna sit here and say some of the things that are being said. But I do I do see where the frustration comes from, and I do think that it was, you know. Looking back on it, obviously, it just didn't work out. It didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out. I mean, gave up a lot of juice, um, f- you know, for some extra buckets.
4: Yeah, know? and we'll never know. Like, we're never going to know. I mean, may- I say never, but, you know, maybe Kadari, or, you know, maybe it was just as simple as being able to keep Quincy.
3: I, well, I was just going to bring up right? Quincy. And I remember, I mean, Quincy had his own problems from what I remember. I mean, this is only a year ago. I'm old enough to remember him missing bunnies every game at the rim and he grabbed a ton of rebounds and he was obviously quite a bit stronger, right?
4: Yeah. I mean, sometimes he would take some bad shots, but he was definitely better down low on the wing as far as defense and and boards than I think Cole and Jimmy. So
3: I would agree. I would agree. Um, So anyways, Okay, where was I? Uh, at River King 22, the difference in talent is amazing. It's just a bad matchup for us. Benny looked good. Yeah, it's a bad matchup. Like we said, the, um, the gap in the athleticism and strength between these two teams is significant. And it's hard to overcome when you're losing, one, when you when lost one of your starters. And like Coach said, it's not an excuse, but it's a reason. <laughs> Right? I mean, it's fair, to say, it's fair to say that. That's our reason. Uh, at Sandler underscore 340, Colgate scored 100. Therefore, Colgate is better than Duke. Eh, seems legit. At, <laughs> I was, my wife was sitting there watching. She's like, please don't score 100. Please don't score 100. I'm like, I'm with you. Please don't score 100. It's just, I mean, stop the bleeding. Um, at Mouse Aider. I think Tom on Facebook Duke played impressive. We did not. Benny started to wake up and he might be fun to watch in games that are in the games that are left. That's quite possible. So we'll see. I think, I think it gave him confidence. He's obviously a talented kid. He's still learning this system and he came out of his shell a little bit to, I think, I forget whose point that was that he came out of his shell a little bit. Um, Maybe it was Zach. Anyways, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it was. Uh, no, I
4: mean, look, if you can do it against Duke, then you can do it against anybody, right?
3: Right, and that's where, and that's what he needed. He needed, he needed to see that, right? He needed to see it for himself. and prove to himself that he can do it, and and from there, it's just practicing. And the kid's a humble kid. Yeah. It's written all over his face how you know the humility of this kid. I, I believe it's. Written, I mean, I could just you could just see it, and he's a hardworking young man, and he's going to be decent. And
4: look, there's a lot of times in high school when your god given ability just make get you to where he is right now right but then when you get to college now everyone's that good and now you got to worry about learning the system you got to learn about learn just learning how to play faster because it's a lot faster of a game and you need to get your body right and that's just really what it is and i think that he got humbled like you said and he's a humble kid so he didn't have a tantrum because when humble kids get humbled then they just work harder right so right. He's got the right attitude for he's, What's that?
3: He's got the right attitude for that for sure.
4: 100%, right? So now, if you can get this at the end of the year, like he just did that against Duke. We've seen that we got some guys banged up. I can only assume he's going to be getting more minutes going forward. And let's see what he can do. Um, Now that, you know, you kind of cross that barrier, you get that little bit of you know, confidence, and and maybe he can get this going into the off season, and then really just the off season, he's just got to learn the system and get bigger. You know, that's all he's got to do because his athleticism's there. He's just got to get bigger, and he's got to just get like the just dog mentality, just go after the ball and just go get it. Sometimes he's a little hesitant out there, and you can see it.
3: Hit the, the weight room. Look
4: like that all the time yesterday. Yeah. So I'm excited at least for the last couple games, but at least for the future because you got a little bit of a glimpse yesterday as to what he could do.
3: Absolutely. All right. The all-time series between North Carolina and Syracuse sits at 6-14 and 14 in favor of North Carolina. The last game mm-hmm. we played was at home and Roy Williams' last trip to the Dome was a 72-70. Gerard Beheim, Dolzai, Gary A. Griffin, your starting lineup, Bayheim with 26 points, and Kadari Richmond with 10 assists. North Carolina sits third in the ACC right now. They're 21-8, and 13-5 and five in the ACC. They are currently on a three-game win streak with nine wins of their last 11, including an 84-74 win over NC State yesterday. Armando Baycott just lit it up everywhere. 28 points and 18 rebounds in that game, and I think it was like his 20-something... Th- double-double of the year. Um, so he's obviously uh, is, was, and continues to play at an extremely high level. Uh, the best game of his career was yesterday, though, against NC State. They're averaging 70 points a game, and they're shooting 46% from the field, 37% from three. Ken Palms got them ranked 39th according to his analytics, with an adjusted offense ranked 24th, and an adjusted defense ranked 86th. And he's also predicting an 84-77 loss for Syracuse. uh, UNC is 40th in the net rankings, making this a quad one game for Syracuse. The Orange, still without a quad one win on the season, they're currently 0-8 in the quad one row. Or bracket. Or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Two games left in the regular season, Joe. So, look. This is a winnable game, in my opinion. But I also picked out this one with con- consideration of Jesse, you know, being on the court, so a little a lot more difficult, but um, they got to go into Chapel Hill, man, they got to ball out. So, what else can you tell us about North Carolina?
4: Well, yeah, you bring it up into going into Chapel Hill, and um, throughout the whole season, really, North Carolina was, um, you know. They had a pretty tough non-conference schedule, beat Michigan, uh, but they didn't lose at home until they played Duke for the first time earlier this year. Um, Duke beat them by 20, and then uh, since then, actually, Pittsburgh came and actually beat them um, at their place as well. So they are beatable here with only two games they've lost um, at Chapel Hill this year. Um, And another thing I looked at when I looked at their their schedule is that they haven't beaten – a top five even though they're one of them the four other teams in the top five of the acc they haven't beaten any of them so that tells me that they're kind of in third place based upon the other teams that they've played they've struggled um,
3: against some unlikely opponents this year it's just it's hasn't been recently
4: they, beat, they lost to pittsburgh just like us um and realistically every time they played somebody i mean the notre dame at notre dame was a five-point game but they lost to Miami by almost like mean, twenty eight. Yeah. Lost definitely. at Wake Forest by twenty two, lost to Duke by twenty at home. Um, and then when you look at the wins in between, it's NC State, Louisville, Clemson, Florida State with all their injuries that they have now at Virginia Tech in Louisville at N C State. I mean, I guess they beat they swept Virginia Tech, they beat them twice, and they beat Virginia. So those um, when are you look at them
3: those are quality.
4: Those are quality, but you know they haven't beaten the other teams that are in the top five. Um, so when you look at this team too, I've been looking at some of the box scores and everything like that, and um, really they're kind of in the same situation as us. They're not that deep in the. When I look, when I go back and I look, majority of the minutes you get their starters get majority of the minutes, thirty plus minutes. Um, you know, you mentioned Armando Baycock, um, Brady Manick. Uh, is a transfer 6'9, two, 230 pound forward, transfer from Oklahoma who can step out and shoot the three. And then they have uh, sophomores Caleb Love and RJ Davis as their guards who get a majority in the minutes. And then their 6'8, you know, defensive minded Leaky Black is uh, normally their starter, but he actually left Saturday um, with a knee injury. So, um, uh, sophomore Puff Johnson, who is a 6'8, 205 pound guard came off the bench, uh, played 29 minutes, scored 16 points, and um, played pretty well. But other than that, I mean, you look at Dontre Styles got six points. Kerwin Walton got three points. Um, DeMarco Dunn, another freshman guard, got uh, two minutes. I'm sorry, those were minutes. <clears throat> so other than the top, the starting five and Puff Johnson who had 29 minutes, they only had 10 bench, 11 bench minutes. So when you're looking at this team, uh, they're not that deep. And uh, I don't know how many of those guys, I mean Armando hot. is gonna be a problem. Yes. Hundred percent going to be a problem. Yes. Um Manic, I mean really it just depends on how their other guys shoot. Um, but I don't know how well this team can is going to be able to maneuver through the zone. Um obviously Roy Williams gone with the new coach. These guys are kinda young. Um they got two seniors and basically three sophomores. I you're obviously going to see some more minutes off the bench. I don't know the other forwards that they have, but, uh, leaky black being hurt. I'm imagining if he left the game with a knee injury that he's not going to be able to play two days later. So, um, there could be some situations where we might be able to get a little bit of a height advantage and some mismatches and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely think that we have a chance, uh, to win this game, but Armando Baycott is going to be a problem, um, they're not going to be able to move the ball like Duke did through this 2-3 zone whatsoever. Absolutely not. But they got some guys that can score, and they got a big guy down low that is, is an animal.
3: Yeah. So with that said, Syracuse has got to have it. They know they got to have it. I think it's, still think it's a winnable game. And, you know, Armando Gay- Baycott had his best game of his career against NC State yesterday. He's got yeah. to He's got to play worse than that against us two days later. Right. <laughs> yes, Right. I mean, there's got to be. I mean, come on. Look, he can't have another best look, game of his career. Can he?
4: you just you lost a starter and you got a guy coming out. So you're going to be starting three sophomores who really haven't played too much into this zone. And then you got two guys as far as forwards go that are that are good players, um, but they don't play like a, a Banchero and Williams do. Um, they're not the same type of players. And, uh, I mean, Baycott has has had good games against us, but Brady Manning coming in as a transfer, this is the first time he's going to see the zone. So
3: I, I don't Hubert know how David, much that Hu- that means
1: Huber Davis this little,
4: year. I mean, yes, I can see that too, but it still gives people fits. And, and, and even with that, Hubert Davis, even though he's been a coach and he's been there, I mean, it's his first time. There's a head coach playing against Syracuse, right? Right. So there's some different little things there, you know, and and you got a team that from what I look at, like they have, they mainly pay five guys. I mean, Puff Johnson wasn't playing 29, 30 minutes. He was playing in the teens and then everyone else was still single digits under five minutes for the most part. So they go, they went about six deep and then leaky black got hurt. And they're in a situation where I think they're in like the last four buys or something like that. So they're in, a situation where they're in, like, the last eight teams that are, like, in the tournament, and with a couple losses, they can see themselves bounce right out of that. So um they're going to be playing for something. We're obviously not going to quit. We're going to show up. We're going to play. Yeah. let see what happens.
3: Okay. So with that said, Joe, we did not get back here for the Duke game uh preview, rather. Uh, so... We did not do a prediction, which if we were smart, which we're not, but if we were, we'd uh, just put that together between the two of us and thrown it out there just so there's a record of it and we could talk about it. But, you know, we're it's it's a mediocre show with mediocre minds. What can I say? Uh, So you actually took the Notre Dame game, so we didn't get to talk about that either. So I got to get these last two to even tie, and then there's going to be all kinds of stupid math that goes along that and I do not want to do. So I just hope you win because because (laughs) I don't want want to figure out the tiebreaker. It's really going to suck. So, uh, all right. With that said, Joe, I have got my score written down. I've already figured it out. I've already mastered this and uh, I I just hope, I pray that I'm right. But what do you got?
4: So... (sighs) I just don't know where this team's going to be as far as defensive wise. When you look at Ken Palm, they have North Carolina is in like you know the 80s as far as defense adjusted and in the 20s and offense. Um, so it definitely looks like another game where. Oh God, I don't know, man. I'm gonna go. You know what?
3: What? Tell me. Mm. I'm at, I'm on the edge of my seat right now. What?
4: I'm going to go Syracuse. I'm going to pick Syracuse.
3: Okay. I'm
4: going to go. I'm going to have my orange. What's the score? Score is going to be 73 to 71.
3: Wow, dude. This is crazy. You and I were like horrible at guessing these together. I'm so close to you. So close to you. And
4: you know um, that I don't know any of your, I mean.
3: I know, I know, and which is why it's funny, because you've done it before. You almost nailed my exact score. Um, so this is going to be interesting. But I see this being a close game. And I think it's going to be a freaking, at least, okay, that's how I see it, right? it's going to really happen, I don't know. I hope no, they come on
4: shoot like Duke, I, and we're going to lose. They're not. By I don't believe 14.
3: that that's going to happen, though. I don't believe that that's going to happen. I've seen UNC be more. Sl- I've seen a lot of UNC games. I've seen them be more sloppy this year than Duke. Okay, it's just plain and oh, a simple. Lot more. Yes, and um, it, if it starts early, they've had a hard time recovering. I mean, the pit game was atrocious for UNC, and. Uh, There was a couple other ones too, but that being the most most recent one, right? So if you look,
4: yeah, if you look at North Carolina, other than like the obvious, like not obvious, the lower level non-conference mid-major teams that might win their tournament and get in the tournament, the only tournament team they beat was Michigan. Way back,
3: they crushed them twenty-one points.
4: Yeah, they crushed them. But you're talking about December first. I mean, literally, that's the only tournament team that they've beaten. So, I'm not really afraid of them as much as the like
3: I'm, I'm as either. much
4: as much as we're down in a normal year. Like I think North Carolina is too, and it's a transition with the coach and everything. So, I mean, this is as much as we're down. This is one of the better years to have a chance to knock them off at Chapel Hill.
3: Yeah, and and we've been pretty we've been pretty. We've been giving them a fit the past couple Welcome of years. So let's put it that way, right? So with that said, sorry about that. That's my computer. Um, with that said, I think Hughes is gonna pull this thing out. You said 73, 71. I said seventy-four, seventy-two. I think it's gonna be wow. it's gonna come it's gonna come down to something at the end, whether it's 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 hitting some foul shots or it is just a missed shot by UNC. It could be like that. Okay? And that's how I got it, 74-72. So, you know, we played Miami pretty good first time around. I, it, look, I don't – obviously, I think we're in worse shape than Miami if you if you look at where they were and where they are now and where we were and where we are now. But we got to have the next two. That's at home too, by the way. It's the last home game.
4: Yeah, last home game. And uh, like you said, I mean, a lot can happen in a week. We get five days.
3: You yes. Know,
4: and, um, I mean, Miami's a good team for sure.
3: Yeah. So it's going to be a tough run. Let's just work on this one. I say Syracuse wins it. Joe says Syracuse wins it. And we will see. It would be great to get a quad one win on the road, something to hang your hat on for this regular season. You get a game above, or two games above five hundred. Now you're looking at you don't have to sweat that out anymore, right? Yes. So you, you, you gotta get one of these last two so you do not have to so we don't have to talk about that. If they if it happens against UNC, that is off the table. It is over. That conversation is done. And it would be it would be great for fans and the team alike. So anyways, that is all we have for you, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate all of you for joining us. Tony, the only one in the green room today, being awfully quiet in there. Which is fine because I had to modify the last recording to make sure we could hear him. Uh, you're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. I took care of it. So, anyways, all right, go orange for Joe. I'm Sean. We're out.
1: Peace. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time?